Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Two of Joe Vitale's former teams played last night at Enterprise Center. The, well, his current team is the Blues. Of course, he's the broadcaster for the Blues, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are the team that drafted him, and he came up with. And I'm guessing there were no mixed emotions at all last night. <laughs> but I'll bet you were happy to see a competitive game, though. Hey, Randy, good morning. You know, I was really excited to see a competitive game. And I think that especially in that third period, just uh, run-and-gun style of hockey, right after that Barbershop goal, the Blues really came alive, and the Pittsburgh Penguins really came alive, too. And both teams fought to the very end. Overtime shootouts, it was exciting. Uh, some of the best players in the world on the ice last night from a great sold-out crowd there for St. Patrick's Day. So not much more you can ask for except maybe one point at the end of the day. Uh, Joe, we know that the Blues have had some difficulties in overtime this season. Why do you think that is? You know, Michelle, I think it's the biggest thing, as I noticed, is you know the, the influx and the overturn of players this year as far as other players stepping up uh, that weren't stepping up over the last couple seasons here. You know, you look at newcomers in Brandon Sada and Pavel Buchnevich, uh, especially players like Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. From a point production standpoint, these are the guys. This is this is kind of becoming their team. So at the beginning of the year, I think Craig Bruby kind of did what he had to do and, and get these guys some cookies as far as playing them in overtime, a three-on-three situation, especially with their speed. Because with three-on-three hockey, there's so much open ice where you're going to want fast guys like Jordan Cairo, who can obviously be a production um, standout in those kind of situations. Now, the downside of that is, and I think where Craig Berube has uh, seen the, the growth that still needs to happen, is with those young guys, you have to keep in mind, being defensively savvy is really important in overtime. And that's where maybe now, where I think Craig Berube is starting to kind of shift a little bit more to the veteran guys, because, you know, you look at last night's game with Perron playing, Tarasenko, we saw O'Reilly a lot, Colton Pareko, and we didn't see much of Jordan Cairo. Obviously, Robert Thomas is out of the lineup because he's not feeling well. But some of the younger players that he has gone to earlier this season, uh, there have been some mistakes that he has seen from the defensive side of things, and now he's going to start to shift that. So it's going to be interesting to see as this season continues more over time, if he continues to go with this veteran group, I think that that's where you're going to see maybe a little bit of a difference in the outcome. Joey V, you mentioned St. Patrick's Day. And for people that I actually did pay attention, there were like four or five days in my life where I paid attention in school. And I was aware of the fact that when Italians started arriving at Ellis Island in New York City, the... Irish, who had been an oppressed group before, they kind of took it out on the Italians. Right. And so, yeah, the, the Italians, Michelle's very Italian. Uh, I just want to know, have you guys been able to put that past you, and did you wear green yesterday? Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, nothing like salt in the womb. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we have moved past it, and I think that's what, uh, what's great about the Italian culture and the Irish culture, for that matter. You know, you don't, you don't hold on to grudges awful, uh, you know, too awfully long. Yeah, this was yeah, 1880, so yeah. it was like 140 years ago. Italians yeah. known for never holding grudges, Joe. <laughs> no, yeah, especially Sicilians. You know, it's funny, it's funny about Sicilians. Sicilians get the worst rap of any probably uh, demographic, I would think, in Italy, and, and Michelle knows this. And like my nanu, he was from um, Chinese Sicily, and he was a very, very brash man, like just very tough, uh, tough to get along with. If he loved you, he loved you. But for the most part, he didn't like many people, just a hard worker. And he, he was always kind of looking over his shoulder. And you think about why that is. You know, the, the funny thing about Italy, especially the island of Sicily, which is kind of off the coast there, uh, it has been taken over by more countries than I think any any territory throughout the history of the world. So that kind of gives you an idea of, of constantly you're over, they were looking over their shoulders and someone's always trying to take their land. They're kind of right in the middle of this huge, this huge continent, these oceans, all these countries are kind of mixed all around. So people are constantly taking them over. Uh, that's number one. And then the other thing, which is even cooler, I learned, I learned about, especially for the Sicilians, is there's, in Sicily, it's a mountainous area, right? Mount Vesuvius is all, all around there. And so they, they look at it like there's not a lot of plains. So farming wasn't really an essential thing. So what do they do? They, they, were, they, were, she, they were shepherds. They were sheep herders, right? So they have sheep up in the mountains, and they would produce milk and cheese and all those kind of things like that. So at night, when the sheep are obviously, um, you know, and, and the shepherds are, are attending to their sheep, uh, all these Sicilians were, they had to constantly be sleeping with one eye open, like, like, like you hear from the movies The Godfather. But they really <laughs> did because of, of wolves and people around that were going to try to steal their sheep. So that's why whenever you meet a Sicilian, it makes sense that that, that that is why they are the way they are, because their country has been taken over more than probably any country in the entire world. And there are shepherds at, 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 at heart, and they're constantly looking over their sheep because people are always trying to steal them and rob for them. But, but I tell you what, uh, tomorrow's their day. I mean, it may have been St. Patrick's Day yesterday. I'm, Michelle, I'm sure you know this, but March 19th, St. Joseph's Day, it is the day that Italians absolutely love. It's a great day, especially now because it falls on a Saturday. Uh, go down to the hill here in St. Louis. They always put on some great festivities. Uh, they worship St. Joseph. Uh, you buy a loaf of bread, go to Vitaly's Bakery, get yourself a nice loaf of sesame bread and celebrate uh, the great St. Joseph, who is obviously the patron saint of all the Italians. I love it, Joe. And I'm glad that you bring up Sicilians because I'm going to tie it to the Blues somehow. You know, we know that the Blues can play a punishing style of hockey. We know that Braden Shen is never afraid to throw down. David Perron will get in the mix. But I was watching this team play last night, and I was thinking they could have used some Sicilian energy, somebody (laughs) that has some brashness, and it's just naturally a tough guy. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this is a a situation where the the culture has certainly changed a little bit. The game's changed a lot. Um, I still think that there's room in the game for players like it. And and I I do think, I think that, you know, as you get closer and closer to playoffs, you need to find those players that um, I would say um, can get angry and get kind of agitated and get under the skin and certainly disturb and make the game more chaotic and bring players into the fight. But the game, the game is so crazy now where you have to walk that line where you have to push yourself to that edge, but you can't step over. Like uh, I would give you an example, Michelle, I actually don't want a Sicilian on my team because mm-hmm. the Sicilians, <laughs> there's the edge and they're going to go right through that. edge. Right? You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the problem. That's where you find yourself in the penalty box, you know, and that's what is, is crazy about it. You know, it's funny. Also the Italian stallion, you know, the horse, 
Um, it's one of the only horse breeds. Maybe maybe there's some horse people out there listening, but this is what my dad told me. I believe about ooh twelve percent of everything my dad's ever said about Italians because generally it's false. But he did tell me this: <laughs> the Italian stallions. Speaking of edges, I think any horse breed where you're riding the horse, if you're approaching a cliff, like overlooking like a lake or something, most breeds will stop. But I think the Italian stallion is the, one of the only breeds that's like innate in them where it actually will listen to uh, the person on their back and literally just take off right over that cliff into the, into the lake. And hopefully we got some smart, sm- smarter listeners out there. I don't know, but that's what my dad always told me. That's why he always finished everything with saying, you see, that's why the Italians are the best. Uh, Joey, I worked with a guy at ESPN who was Italian and told me he went to visit his family at their village in Italy and that he saw a horse jump off a cliff when he was a kid and it traumatized him forever. I'm telling you, yep. I'm telling you, some, something about it. I think that our, our ancestors were, were not wrong. Uh, a great movie. If you ever have a rainy day like today, you want to kill some time. You have to go back in time a little bit. But my big fat Greek wedding <laughs> is maybe a top 10 classic of all time. But the dad in the movie reminds me, and I, it will remind everyone so much of their ancestors because the dad claims that everything good came from Greece <laughs> yeah. and every word in the, in the English language comes from the Greek and Latin like root word. And that, that to me was my childhood. I mean, for example, he would say, see, he'd say, Giuseppe, your name of Vitali. Now Vitali means a life because of vital. And then the Vitalati, that would mean energy. So you got a life and energy. So there you go. That's what he always said to me. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to, a place that you mentioned, because I have been wont at times in my life to go to uh, cheesy chain Italian restaurants that have a dish called Mount Vesuvius on the menu. Mm. I'm guessing that when you go to a restaurant on the hill, and I'm, I'm guessing Joe Vitale and Michelle Smallman, they don't go to cheesy chain Italian restaurants. They, they want authentic, authenticism. But what if I do get into a, a restaurant and there's a Mount Vesuvius on the menu? Should I just avoid it? Is, it, is that too cheesy? It sounds like a, it sounds like a tourist trap. I don't know how you feel about it, Michelle. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a tourist trap. I think the best the best call if you want to go authentic, Randy, go go to a good spot. Uh, generally, if you're not going to find it on Yelp, you know, if you go to a little Italy in New York or you're on the hill here in St. Louis or wherever you are, wherever you're visiting. Uh, avoid the Yelp and just go to an Italian area and just ask one of the grocery people or one someone who looks Italian, you know, where would you go? And, of course, they're always going to say the same thing, my mama's house or my nana's house. <laughs> you want the best meatballs, go to my nana's house. Okay, well, what's the second choice? And they always give you the second choice. And then when you walk in there, like I do with all my favorite Italian restaurants, they say, what do you want? And I say, what do you recommend? They'll tell me. I say, perfect, bring it out. I always get what they recommend, um, especially when you go to Italy. That's, that's the last thing. You n- I never want to walk into a restaurant with the intent of this is what I want to order because uh, things are constantly changing there and, and different fruits and vegetables, whether it's the pea flower that's popular or artichokes, artichoke season now in Italy where all the artichokes are popping. Just sit down and say whatever you recommend, just bring it out. Uh, here's 100 bucks and just bring out as much food as you want and that's the way to go. That's tremendous. Hey, it's always great to have you with us on the show. Thanks so much. Keep up the sensational work and we will talk to you soon. Have a good weekend. You guys have a great weekend as well. Happy St. Joseph's Day tomorrow. Absolutely. That is the great, the one, the only Joe Vitale. And he he is, you talk about unique. He's a a one of one. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday. And as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. 
Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.